0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of our new series from the people who brought you Pirro in the Rough. Uh, we're bringing you this series called Scandals in Pirro, and this is part two of of this series. Uh, my name is Lawrence, and with me again, of course, is my my wonderful co-host Isaac McEnroth and uh, Jamel. How are you guys? I'm um, good. Go if uh,
1: Getting us all together, talk some scandals. I appreciate the feedback we got on the first episode.
0: Oh, oh um, my god, yeah. It's, it's been a wonderful uh, how much uh, of a good reception we've gotten uh, on that first episode. We were, we were like, oh, well, my goodness. like I guess we're definitely going to keep going with this, because I guess you guys really like the, the juicy, like, gossip details from the past and, and everything, so... Um, and we're definitely going to keep doing this and we're going to do it until, you know, we really can't find any more material, which I, I don't think we'll have a problem with for a while. So, oh my uh,
2: God.
0: you know, there's plenty of this, this the craziness and in, in the scene. So, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to have a, quite a bit of uh, stuff to talk about for quite some time, I think. But, um, yeah, we have a pretty interesting show on deck, I think for today, I'd like to say, and, uh, I think we have some very, Interesting comics I don't think have been really talked about enough as of late uh, in in this day and age. uh, Or, you know, just haven't really been talked about since they've happened uh, too much. Um, And the first one I'm really going to get into uh, with that, um, in regards to that, is the whole situation back in 2013 uh, when Kento Miyahara suddenly left Diamond Ring um which was he was that was you know formerly the Kensuke office uh, of Kensuke Sasaki's promotion and he then you know in 2013 they became uh or 2012 or 2013 they became Diamond Ring uh and Kento Miyahara was obviously one of his standout trainees um during that time period so you know there was an interesting you know amount of buzz going on about um Nakajima uh you know Ke- uh, Kazuhiko Nakajima uh and Kensuke Sasaki's training methods. Hey, well, Kensuke's training methods have always been long under question for various reasons. <laughs> but um yeah and um there there was always a a little bit of buzz that it, it was said that Kento wasn't too crazy about uh Nakajima. And why is that, guys?
2: Oh boy, let's see, where shall we begin? Actually, Kensuke wasn't too much involved with the training of Kento. I believe that was Masa Saido that was involved with the training. More than Kensuke because he trained, right. he had a role in training yeah. of, of not just Kento, but um, the other Kensuke office trainees training is like... Um, Masa Kim Kid- Kitaminya, for example. Oh yeah, yeah. Um Kento was not a fan of Nakajima because Nakajima was a dick to him. A big time asshole to him. To the point he couldn't wait until he he couldn't wait until Nakajima returned to actually jump ship. Because when he when he was leaving, he was part of the Voodoo Mother's stable and diamond ring with our with our favorite guy Taru. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, um, yeah. That was um Kento's big big uh, move here. Um, at the, the point this point in time was that the story was basically he turned on uh, Kensuke uh, and was like, you know, hey, I'm joining the evil guys. You know, I'm I'm joining. <laughs> you know, I'm turning my back on you and and this and that and. <laughs> But hilariously enough, it kind of was a little bit rooted in reality in, in a way, <laughs> as uh, Kento would uh, end up uh, actually not just leaving Voodoo Murders, but leaving the entire promotion uh, by around uh, was it oct- around yeah, around like October, November of twenty thirteen. Uh,
1: was it twenty fourteen?
0: No,
2: 2014? 2013. 2013. Oh. Actually, his last. Match for da- for the Diamond Ring was in the summer of 2013. It was he was involved in that six man tag which I uploaded recently. It, it involved Kensuke Takao, Amori, Suwama, and Jonah Akiyama. That was involved. Right.
0: Yeah. And then oh yeah. So so September 9th he he it was announced he would be resigning as an active student of Kensuke's and. uh Stephen. <clears throat> and uh, that that was the that was the time he, so he said at the time he was grateful for his time in the group and that the blood of the voodoo murders will continue flowing through me in the future.
2: <laughs> 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 the, the
0: blood, of the yakuza will flow, <laughs>
2: my mind. will flow through. me.
0: Amazing, amazing line. Honestly, I mean, we, we being... need kento yakuza
1: kento. We need a kento heel turn. Bring back brother taru
2: Oh, my um, God. <laughs> oh, God. With the mask. Uh,
0: oh. But, so here's where things get interesting in the timeline here. So, around the time in the summer of that year, was, it was announced that Nakajima was starting to really okay. become kind of a full-time competitor again in, in the Diamond Ring promotion. Yes, he he'd been kind of um, on and off like the year, couple years before this, and it was kind of away from from the promotion. And he decided that he was kind of gonna be coming on the full tour at this around this time. And then, not maybe a little more than a month later, is when this announcement comes out about Kento Miyahara. Well,
1: yeah, and uh, a lot of people do forget it, Lawrence. Um, like, like, How many people have been saying for years, we want the dream match of Nakajima Kento, Nakajima Kento. We're not going to get it. I'm, like, Maybe ten years down the line, five years down the line, but I still don't think any time now we're going to be getting it. Um, oh, no. no. I don't Kento, think so. Kento isn't a fan of the hazing, and it wasn't just towards him, it was the way that Nakajima and Sus uh, Kensuke Sasaki treated the other trainees, their hazing, and he he just didn't like it, and, uh, as soon as he could get away, he did get away, and maybe if he was just an undercard geek, he'd crawl back to Noah, (laughs) and, you know, but Kento got out of there, and look what he's done, he's one of the biggest stars in Japanese wrestling. Right. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have to go back and kiss anybody's ass. So, he's not going to be the one that goes back to Nakajima and says, look, let's work this out. Right. I think kenzo has got the biggest chip on his shoulder, and he's, he's probably, he's so happy he's proved those people wrong. Yeah. Um, right.
2: Uh, um. I think with Nakajima, I think it's it's very clear it's very apparent that in terms of who became the biggest star out of the 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 diamond ring slash Kensuke office situation, it's very clear it's Kento, not Nakajima, even though Nakajima had the bigger chances early on his career, but is simply did it panned out?
0: Oh, no doubt. In terms him. of drawing, oh, not hundred percent.
2: Nakajima
0: is
1: still. I I still think Nakajima is probably in the top five, top ten greatest wrestlers, um, especially the last five ten years, um, fifteen years. Uh, I I think Nakajima is great, but in in terms of uh, promotion building and look what Noah's done, and look what. Uh, All Japan's done. All Japan isn't 95 All Japan by any means, but it, it's better than what Noah's been doing the last five years. Uh, it, it's sad, but Noah on top with Marifuji and Nakajima and Segura, as much as I love those guys, it, you're drawing 100 people to house shows still. And All Japan, um, uh, they're in a much better position. Look at their connections uh, I think all Japan are above NOAA in 2020. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's clear. I think with Noah, the thing with NOAA is is that its principle has become a IGF slash Tokyo Garantai promotion oh, with on, yeah. on, on a bigger budget to the point that this past couple of shows, they have had Wrestle 1 guys in coming in and out um, while All Japan has been All Japan has gotten Wrestle 1 guys but they got The guy from Wrestle 1 That everyone thought that would be Norbound and Ashino When if you think about it Ashino's Style fits in Better with with All Japan Since Noah is Still, uh, still Reliant on the On the 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 Japan style. In more recent years, in which the that right. they're going on the with guy go with guy go with the epic, expire main event matches.
0: Right, uh, and we I think we we kind of touted that about Ashino from the the, the get go when when Wrestle One folded and that it was like that was his was really the fit for him and then, sure enough you know it was exactly where he ended up so it, it really worked out um in that term, but um. You know, Kensuke, you know, hey boy, you know, I know he wasn't as involved with the training in that time, but it says something about the culture that has followed him throughout the years. Don't, don't you think that that's a fair... Oh.
1: Dojo, yeah. dojo culture in general compared to anywhere else is a lot stricter. and like, Proof is in the pudding. How many shit backyard shindy fucking loser wrestlers do you see in Northern America that have no right being in the ring?
2: Plenty. It feels.
1: Yeah, plenty more than you see in Japan because that shit don't fly over there. If you are, you're not going to pass through training if you're hopeless. No, right, right. there are bad wrestlers but like obviously there's tons of bad bad wrestlers but there's no guys going out there that are untrained per se yeah. that are that, uh, it's a lot more professional um, if you're going to be on a show you're going to be knowing what you're doing you're not going to be just going out there hurting people um, and with the with kensuke it really did follow him from 95 from new japan to world japan where the what we talked Hmm. about last week where the guy died under kenzo suzuki um kensuke suzuki also had a role in world japan as we know and then it goes on to all the way to the 2000s and one of the biggest stars of modern wrestling isn't a fan of his training, and he came from that system, but, right. um, you know, he, he <laughs> when Kento wins the Triple Crown, he's not getting, um, getting Kensuke Suzuki to come out and take photos with him.
0: Right, uh, He's not. He's
1: it's not, not like, Kobashi does that. Everybody loves Kobashi. Kobashi's well-respected, but, yeah. It's,
2: it's, um, I think, and they did not ha- they didn't speak for a while after he left. I think they spoke. I well, they didn't speak uh, for until last year when Kento took the F4 with him and Kensuke on Twitter and posted on Twitter. Huh? Um. And I Japan actually interviewed Kensuke before the Sawama and Kento's time match a, a, a couple months back. Um, and I think what else? I think with Kento. I think also the. <laughs> and I want to lay a topics the, Eo Shirai and Azar were guys we stuff that happened with while on tour with the following people with with Kensuke and Nakajima and Kento.
0: Right. Yep. Hey,
2: Wait. Man. What? So
1: Nakajima yeah. and Kensuke were in Mexico as well? Yes. Yeah, right. Didn't know that part of the story.
0: Yep.
2: As this happened, I think 2012, and that was a... We, we're talking more about it really on, and the story itself is just bonkers.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, but for, before we get there... We are going to go and take a trip over to the IWA of Japan. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Isaac, I'll I'll allow you to take the lead on this one, since you have a lot of scoops on this. this
1: Uh, I I wouldn't say I I have scoops. I don't think I'm saying anything that isn't out there. I I just don't think it's a story that... A lot of people are aware of. Um, so, Mickey Ever Argue, um, IWA Japan, he stopped and started that promotion as many times as every single promotion in the 90s stopped and started. It, it had lots yeah. of restarts. Wing, oh, it, it wing and. At, you
2: know. Wing. Yeah. Actually, I think it was Asano uh, too. Yeah. I did in Japan as well. He was, I think, one of the backers, the main backer. For out of Japan, they were behind the King of the Death Matches debacle, <laughs> <laughs> in which, in which Cactus Jack and Terry Funk's death match stuff, it went off with a dud instead of a big time bomb going off.
1: <laughs> Are you talking their explosion match? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they did <laughs> money for it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Well, then also you got to remember, you know, obviously Victor Kinoas was uh, a big, you know, figure of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that. Of uh, he, he,
1: he pretty much, <laughs> he probably got, he probably booked at least 500 internationals, Gaijins, into Japan. If you go back and right. look, his influence through FMW, IWA Japan, Wing... Mm-hmm. um even some of these Joshi promotions, like the amount of random guyson they had in the early nineties, throughout the nineties, are just ridiculous. But anyway, back to this. Yeah. IWA Japan had a had a show in two thousand and nine. One of their it was their last startup, right? And the guy who Kintari Kanemori, one of our other favourites mm. from the show, oh
2: um, he, was, he,
1: he was in the main event, and he was meant to face somebody. I'm forgetting his name at the moment. Uh, but... So he no-showed or couldn't get over... Oh, it was um super super
2: Leather. Uh, oh, okay. Super Oh, Super
1: um, He was meant to fly over or something, and the visa didn't work out. So, Everaghi asks Mudo for a favour and says, look, can we please have somebody for this show? It's like a old-school tribute show or whatever. So they're like alright, here's Super Crazy, he's going to be in the main event against uh, Kanemaru, uh, Kintaro, and so, the only rule is that Super Crazy can't lose. What happens is,
2: <laughs>
0: well, and <laughs> well,
1: the story goes, well, Super Crazy obviously got pinned, um, right, but The story is Super Crazy and Kanemaru and Everagi said, oh, Kanemaru had a concussion, which I believe he did, and they didn't know what was going on. But the other more favoured story is that Evaragi gave Super Crazy a bag and basically said, let Kanemaru go over on you. And Super Crazy was like, whatever. (laughs) And then (laughs) what...
0: You
2: alright? Yeah.
0: I'm here. Oh, yeah, I was just laughing yeah. at it.
2: <laughs> this is just crazy.
0: And then
1: word gets back to Mudo at All Japan that Super Crazy did the job. Uh, and Mudo, he doesn't do anything. He just tells the Yakuza. And the Yakuza, are obviously, all throughout the wrestling, as we all know, all in the seedy underbelly that none of us really know about, but it goes on. And they tell them, and Miki Evaragi is never seen before, seen in wrestling again, and yes, Mudo basically told the that he is not allowed to come near wrestling again. And, okay... That's, so it's a very interesting story. All over, super crazy of all people doing a job in Shinkiba furthering in front of a 100 people, oh which involved getting the Yakuza involved, which involved threatening a man's life and, yeah, stopping his business. It, it's very interesting just given like, how many small little shows in America, worldwide, in front of a hundred people that nobody cares about. Yet, in Japan, like who cares at all?
0: And a man's life is... Thr- it, it's it's pure comedy. It's, it, it's a funny story. It's, it's sc- scary, NG. too. Scary, too. Honestly, if you really think about it. It's it's really, really frightening. Uh, how, how easily that can happen. <laughs> at the snap yeah, of the and he's gone. And the snap of a yeah. few fingers, he's... he's out of the business completely and it's it's done and it's it's over with you know and it's uh pretty crazy you know wing Wing had a very uh complicated history as did you know iwa japan and it just kind of like you said started and stopped and that was that was the stop that (laughs) really stopped it and uh it was pretty much dead at that point anyway. IWA
1: Japan pretty much died after yeah. 96, 97. They, they kept yeah. running yeah uh, tours. And then they'd have, like, in 2004, they two thousand and four they had a lot of money. Evaragi um, had a lot of money.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, they brought in... Uh, Kawada did a couple shows. Kensuke Suzuki did a
0: couple shows. The Jim
2: trailer,
0: Duggan. Jim Duggan. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> Dr. Dev <Death laughs> Stevens yeah. was brought in. Yeah,
0: that I knew. <laughs>
2: uh, Michael Tonda was brought in. Even the Big Boston was born in, too. Oh,
0: my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, and then
1: the, the, the Undercard were just a mix-up of random like No, like, some people forget
0: uh
1: Asian Cougar, uh Magneto Kishiwada yeah, oh. came from I Japan. Um WA Japan had had its thing. They had money obviously. They could have they could have been. Look at what they did in ninety five at Kawasaki yeah. Stadium. Oh
0: yeah. V- Victor Victor really uh you know made Made a lot of people, you know, the the like Taka Tajiri, you know. I mean, he, he oh, really... so
1: many guys call him their dad. Yeah. they like yes. the figure in wrestling, and yes. the it, it a lot of people just say like a lot of Japanese wrestlers say that when they go to Puerto Rico, or America, or Mexico, um, they. They have nothing. They have no money. They don't know what to do. They call Quinones, and next minute they're in a five-star hotel, and everything's given to them. And he—he yeah. he, he was just one of the apparently one of the good guys, but you know, he was also a part of Puerto Rico.
0: Yes, so. yeah. That would be a, that's another I story for other. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't trust anything to do with Puerto Rico. So, <laughs> if that's yeah, oh. but. Uh, I don't know how Jose Gonzalez can still wrestle. Oh, he yeah. wrestled
0: last year. I know. I know. He wrestled mm-hmm. Last year. I know. That's amazing. He wrestled Carlito like two or three years ago. Huh? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, if he, if he if Jimmy Snucker could wrestle after mm-hmm. if Jimmy Snuka could wrestle after what happened, then then uh, yeah. I guess <laughs> you know. So that's that's wrestling for you. But this is not the only time we'll be mentioning the Yakuza because they will be involved in this next uh, little uh, tale we we're about to tell about one of the greatest wrestlers who have ever lived, um, Mr. Shinya <laughs> Hashimoto. So, <laughs> Shinya Hashimoto, I mean, there's really no like need for us to go into how great and how amazing he was as a, as a performer. I mean, I, I everybody at this point, I think, knows how good this guy was. But Let's start with why he left New Japan in the first place <laughs> and there's kind of a variety of reasons listed, but there, there you could be narrowed down to a, a like a, a couple of main ones um so he had the the big feud with uh Naoya and ogawa you know in the late nineties and uh there was some obvious big controversy around that um that feud uh a lot of it having to do with enoki's booking of said <laughs> feud and of of things he told ogawa pro- possibly <laughs> to do <laughs> and um uh hashimoto thought it oh that's good, good. that's peak. that is peak enoki yeah um, oh my god peak uh, a. Yeah. yeah um and uh, hashimoto uh was not too uh, pleased about being made to look like shit um, to, to put it quite frankly. <laughs> and, uh, and there was some, you know, apparently uh, the, and this the rumor is that also, I guess that um Anoki and Choshu were, were getting on him about his weight and, and everything. And uh, he just, it, they, there was just kind of a collective, like everybody was kind of bullying him out of the promotion, essentially and uh and he said all right you know um like you saw there there was you know noah went off and di- you know made their you know the, the uh, style that did noah you know went off and did that and, and he kind of saw it he was like hey you know like why can i do that too you know i'm i'm a big star and i can i can do the same thing so yeah and then so hashimoto goes off and he forms zero one uh and uh it is one of the more interesting promotions of that time period, really. I mean, in so many of the different international talents that they brought in.
1: As early 01, uh, 2000, like those early years of 01, they're, they're in the top three or four. It's New Japan, Noah. Those are the top two. It's more MMA is bigger at that time. By that point, yeah. FMW is really dead. Um,. Zero one sort of comes in as that third top tier wrestling promotion and they were doing good houses, they were doing good numbers. Uh, it, it's a it's when people think of zero one today, it's completely different of what it used to be. Um, <laughs> oh god.
2: Oh, it, oh my goodness.
1: It used to be massive. It's not even uh, close. <laughs> oh my god. The, I... the, 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 the buzz around zero one zero one was like pr- the zero one was hustle really hustle <laughs> new, majority wrestle uh, zero one guys sorry yeah um, yeah zero one was super influential they brought in all the juniors that everybody loves the Chris Evans Alex Shelley A J Styles Sanjay Dutt
0: yep. uh, Bri- Brian Edwin Danielson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he? I think he no, for- I was No,
2: i thought talking about Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick,
0: that's black I meant. I meant Brian Kendrick, yeah. That's
2: that's what I, I meant Brian Kendrick. I right. think with was zero zero one, they had they they brought in shoot fighters. They brought in oh my god. Like for example, like Broad the first man? Fight- hmm? man? Um, oh god. I, I, they brought in Gerald uh, Harold Godot, Tom Howard um Matt Gafari. Um The Dan Barbish. Yes, the Predator. Yeah, predator <laughs> of course. I think. Um Black um uh, uh, Mark Kerr, um and Mark Corman as well. Yeah, there was yep. it, yeah, they had a crap ton of money.
0: And obviously to, Steve, to Steve Carino was you know, a, a huge, huge one, of course.
2: Steve Corino actually he ended up becoming one of he became the the foreign the foreign booker. Foreign booker. That's how he was able to get all those foreign guys to come over that weren't shoot fighters type like the Indies. Yeah, Steve Corino was there was the go to guy for that. Um But
1: yes, earlier in the days we I got we got I got um sidetracked. We're meant to be talking about earlier, 01, Shinya Hashimoto days. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, when. It's. He lasted three years in 01 before his injury, and uh, then everything sort of changed after his injury. Yeah.
2: Um, I think what happened was Shinya's injuries caught. He'd actually. Oh, did, his
0: body was destroyed his buddy he, was yeah he, shul- in- sh- he had a massive shoulder injury
2: Then damage it became a in knee injury and then we add on the weight issues that he was carrying on that did not go out well for him to a point where he, he the, the injuries caught when he, when he was um the true card champion for all Japan yes and all Japan had to he, he got injured he suffered the shoulder injury to the point that he had to vacate the, the title. Vacate the title.
0: Also, he's one of uh, what, like, two people to have hold the held the NWA um, Triple Crown and uh, IWGP.
2: Yes. Yep. Yes, that was I think, and um, and eventually, and all th- throughout this whole t- run here. His home, his feminine life, his home life. Sucked. Oh yes.
0: Um, so
2: um,
0: the uh, the old rumor was uh, around this time was that uh, uh, he was uh, being a little unfaithful uh, to his uh, his wife and uh, with um, oh, sorry, here incredible horribly enough uh, apparently with the widow of Kodo Fuyuki
1: yes um Samson Fuyuki Kodo Fuyuki was actually uh, uh his death's very sad in 2003 he died and the, he he wanted to go out his last few months were spent feuding with Shinya Hashimoto he wanted to die in the ring against mm-hmm. Hashimoto and his uh, condition, like everyone knew he was dying, but obviously uh, he died before the match could happen. It, it wasn't going to happen. He, his last public appearance was in a Kurikan Hall, and he's, it, it, it was very sad. But yes, during this time, Hashimoto left his wife for the widow of Kodo Fuyuki. It, very, very interesting. And the thing with her, Kairu Fuyuki, I think her name was, Kairu Fuyuki. Yeah. Um she she all she was about was money and press. Um as soon as Kodo was dead, like they knew the doctor said he wasn't going to make the night. Like she obviously called up all the boys to say goodbye to him and they came and visited him in the hospital. But she also called the press and the photos and the newspapers and yeah, she was all about uh, when you die, can I write an autobiography about you to get money? Yada, yada, yada.
2: Oh boy, that was so creepy.
1: That was the same thing. So yeah, Shinya left his Daichi. (laughs) Daichi Hashimoto. He left Daichi and his wife and I think did he have another kid, Jumal?
2: Yes, yes, he had. Uh, he left behind two daughters, too.
1: Two daughters, Daichi, and the wife, to run off with Kairo Fuyuki. Um, <sighs> oh my god! All during the time why she's meant to be grieving over her husband. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a super weird timeline of events and for me, what's creepy for me is that not even a
0: year later, Shinya ends up dead. Well, uh, and here's the uh, thing, though. So he leaves Zero One one because of quote-unquote financial problems. Financial issues, yes. It, that That is usually code word for I owe debts to the Yakuza. <laughs>
2: and the boys.
0: <laughs> and, and a lot of wrestlers. <laughs> On, and so in the later stages of of his life uh he was dealing with a lot of heart problems too correct jamil
2: yes and he was on like
0: blood pressure medication that he actually stopped taking apparently because of his shoulder injury yes and and uh... he was having like heart palpitations in like the months leading up to his death like like he was so stressed out from everything going on, and the the financial ruin that zero one is was leaving him in, I, I it's safe to say that probably all of this culminated in him having that aneurysm, or hemorrhage. I mean the, the brain hemorrhage.
2: Um, and I think and according to his sister, he was he had the complaint about chest pains, and he thought that his heart was being too fast a week prior to his death, but refused to contact his doctor about the conditions. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I think it, it's like the him having these financial difficulties was, was a surprise where, if you think about it, how shimonial was it, all that educated to begin with. It was a... I think he came straight from I uh, love. Hold on, sorry guys. He went straight from high school into oh, yeah. professional wrestling. Right. Um. And I think, and also, it, it was guess who had a big issue with Hashimoto while in Japan.
1: Who didn't? Um, a lot of people. Cascade.
2: Cascade. Get- yeah. Kenske and Hashimoto had beef with each other. They were in a. In, they were competing over everything, including the cars. The who had the the who had the you know the um what do you call it like um who made more money than oh, him. Blah uh, blah. Yes, it was it was a it was all it was a it was a race. A
0: good, a good old fashioned flex off.
2: Yes, between those two. Um, with yeah, Hashimoto ended up dying at the age of forty, like a week after his birthday, he ended up passing away. Oh. Which, which I know people out there said, "Oh, who was going to make? He was going to make a comeback to New Japan."
0: Oh yeah, so that was the that was the thing I was going to mention too. So the uh, rumor was around that time when he did leave, was that he wanted to go kind of mend fences with New Japan a little bit, as Anoki was kind of leaving the company at around that time, and uh, he wanted to possibly reunite the three Musketeers in New Japan.
2: Since Tron was together at that time, and Mortal wasn't all Japan, but he was also still doing shots for New Japan when possible, and with Hashimoto coming back there, it would it will reunite the Three Musketeers in which they'll probably be like their own stable feuding with the, the the second generation and the Tanahashi and Nakamura generation during that time period. Um, But yeah Hashimoto passing away pretty much I think it changed the, I think the company being sold before his with his death Probably you could say prolong their existence.
0: Oh yeah, right. And I I think you're you're absolutely a hundred percent spot on about that. You know, and the Yakuza really like honestly took over took over at that point. I mean, obviously they were you know kind of owed <laughs> a lot of money at, at, probably at that point anyway. And uh, you know, and you're right. And they they kind of took it you know under their their. Uh, you know, their wing, and then, you know, if it, that didn't happen, you know, then, uh, uh, then, yeah, you probably wouldn't have ever been talking about Zero One after 2005. <laughs> it was probably wouldn't have been a, another footnote in, you know, in the Puro, like, short-lived Puro companies.
1: Now it will outlive every other company alive.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Let's 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 dive down a notch for that one.
0: Well, um, yeah, Shinya Shinya Hashimoto left behind a little bit of a complicated legacy at the end of his life uh, for uh, obvi- the obvious reasons we listed, and the uh, the whole uh, kind of uh, broke up his family a little bit, and uh, you know really got in deep with uh, Zero One, um, and didn't really leave New Japan on the best terms. But at the end of the day, the guy was uh, one of the one of my probably one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. Uh, I, I it's uh, it's a shame how young he died, and uh, it's it, it's it's tragic. It really is tragic. At the end of the day, no matter what you know, he he really did, and, and what happened at the end uh, is such a tragic, uh, way too way too early death for him. Of course, yeah, very upsetting. But finally we're going to a be ta- get a story. We're going to be talking about a little a little less of a of a downer, a little less of a downer of a story. Um and we're going to go back to the Nasawa and uh an Io Shirai incident. Um oh my god. I mean, where do where do we start around this this time? I mean, so yeah, 20, first. so to, the year is 2012.
2: Right? Yes.
0: And uh so Ioshirai was some somehow was dating Nosawa. Nosawa just again just just batting above his uh you know his average. Yes. <laughs> and um, oh goodness. Uh but they uh they were going down to Mexico to work. Uh and uh, there was um a fan that gave them these really really cool portraits of them I mean really really cool like there's actually a picture of them holding the portraits online you could you could find it somewhere um, it's out there but there it's really really pr- beautiful artwork and uh, you know it was very awesome they so they brought said paintings back to Japan with them and turns out there's 75 Reed. grams of marijuana. <laughs> Hidden in the paintings. And uh, as we all know and have discussed in the past, uh, marijuana in Japan do not mix. <laughs>
1: Sadly <laughs> enough, it's an eye It's as bad as we see heroin or bath salts or we see crackheads walking down the street. like uh, That's how a lot of the, the higher-ups in Japan view marijuana. It's, it's different to Western culture, that's for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, th- and this, is, uh, this was a time where Eo sh- was basically just turned 22 years old, and, I mean, she was, like, just really starting to get some traction, and this was going to yes. be a b- gigantic black mark on her and possibly could spend years in jail. Um, but uh, they both, uh, they proclaimed their innocence. Uh, they, they said they had no idea how the Ian got... We got in there and obviously every think a lot of people at the time were probably going like, Oh yeah, of course you're gonna say that, you know, like you're not gonna admit to doing that and this and that. And you know, she and she spent about uh through three weeks uh, behind the uh, b- behind bars. Yeah, um, she's a bitch. She knows what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh <laughs> yeah, you you know, and then the-
2: Really did spend and some then, real time. Yes, and then um and she was re- they were released on June 12. A, a week or so later, EO had the press conference apologizing to her fans and pollers and co-workers while again denying the charges. She did not she also revealed that she has she hasn't she hadn't co- considered retirement at that time, but wanted to work again and regain the trust of her peers and fans while also revealing that she and Ozar had ended the relationship.
0: Yeah. And... A
2: week later, Japan's public Japan's public prosecutor's office decided not to prosecute Eo and Ozara over the incident.
0: Why is that? Well, <laughs> we have uh, finally a confession from none other other than. Sugi, Sugi, Sugi. <laughs> <laughs> has uh, who we've talked about on our show many a time, <laughs> and uh... also known as Hustle Carmen Red, <laughs> oh,
2: also is. known as Yoshish- Yoshisune. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yoshitsune, he's had multiple names,
2: like over it, 20 it, names,
1: yeah, Go can you check his cage match for an uh, interesting well, deep dive. But yeah, anyway, go online. Well,
0: um, yeah, so uh, Susugi um, said that the agent at the time who was t- getting j- Japanese talent into AAA, w- w- which was Masahiro Hayashi, apparently did not like Nosawa very much. <laughs> and uh, he. Had promised to actually get Sugi a contract extension if Sugi planted the weed on on the anosawa and Io. It makes perfect sense. Some people,
1: you know, do deeds for their boss to get higher ups in the company. Some people plant drugs on people, you know. Made perfect sense in the time, didn't it, Sugi?
2: Oh my Here god. It, it's, it's, yeah, it was to the point where Sugi had to, he went pretty much, he got himself, he got blackboard for name promotions for four years, including. And when he, one of the jobs he worked during that time period, he was a
0: cook. Oh, yeah, he was a chef.
2: A chef. Oh yes! While hiding, while hiding, because if he were, because Nosawa and his friends wanted oh, him yeah. dead. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I can imagine with knowing the people that Nosawa knows.
2: <laughs> um, it it, t- it was it was until 2016 where Sugi was a, was able to work companies again, starting with. Mishinoku Pearl, he started working for them again after a, a, a near decade absence. Then after that he came back to Zero One one and he became um, a contract god for 0-1 afterwards. Which he which he's currently looking forward to this very day.
0: <laughs> yeah, how, how crazy that ended up, you know, for him, you know, he really ended up on the, you know, bright side of things, uh, after all that, uh, um, how do you think that played out,
1: um, Jamal, with, with Shuge and Nassau nowadays, like, obviously, like, he's out and about, if yeah. Nassau wanted to do something, he could, um, and he has been mm. for four years, obviously, wrestling, um. Do you think there has been a hush hush or uh, an agreement or something? What do you, what do you think is going on there?
2: I, I kind of think so, since you haven't heard uh, uh, you haven't heard any issues between them, um, including like um, like Kasimir is now the. Is now booking north these days, and there has you haven't really heard of any issues since that time period
1: no, but the the, the thing is like it, they they haven't came anywhere near each other in a promotion, like I haven't liked the show or anything, but yeah. I don't know. If I was in this hour, I'd want to rip his head off. And of she, of, of all the promotions for she to come back to, of zero one that we know about, they're questionable. Wolf hmm. um, <laughs> it, it, it just makes you wonder what sort of really happens behind closed doors. Because it's not like he just started working Negata Pro Wrestling every month. Like right. he he signed to Zero One and. We know what zero one is capable of, and the people they've done, they know, and yada yada mm-hmm. yada. Their their kind of crowd. It's just very interesting that that's where he ended up.
0: All right, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And uh, obviously, for Eo and Asawa, that was ended <laughs> pretty much after all this. Uh, they they never ended up uh, staying together. Uh, it, I just the I guess the whole experience just kind of broke them apart and. They uh went their separate ways.
1: Suppose it's not what she um signed up for I <laughs> she just started uh, dating dating wrong guy with uh three weeks in a in a jail
0: <laughs>
1: when was yeah. old. But you know. Um Nassau he he hasn't been able to travel since, has he?
0: I don't think so, right? overseas i don't Not think. really he's been in america
1: oh no he did i i remember he went to america in 2014 he teamed with like great muda or was that a couple years earlier i don't know but um i haven't yeah. seen this out he used to go to mexico every year yeah he had, he had Connections there, and he still does. Um, he was the ones that brought in those uh, IWRG guys. Who are they called? The On to beat machine.
2: Drag- yes, chomping Chopper to know me to the point it was Dragon Bane, oh. yeah, Hit- was, and Canus Canus I believe. Oh, he was oh, yeah. the Canus L- 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 he-
0: oh, L- Lupus. Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, that oh. still got the connection at IWRG and like. Like obviously, uh, given the worldly situation, it's not much of a relationship at the moment. But yeah, uh, it's one of my favourite favourite stories because I I always liked Nassau, but everybody was like, well, I said you need to do a bit more research." And then <laughs> then I did some research, and yeah, <laughs> weed in a painting. But uh, he's been around forever, Nassau. Oh yeah. Uh, He's only forty three, but yeah. uh, he, he pretty much runs a lot of uh, a lot of the under. He's a foreign booker. He gets all of the talent over. Um, he sets up a lot of stuff. I read the recent Noah stuff. Like he's just bringing guys into Noah because he can. And even <laughs> Segura is like, I just don't even care at this point. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's well aware.
0: But anyway, oh, oh, you know, you know, it was actually a fun fact about the Nosawa thing. It was actually apparently he he was supposed to take up the role as the newest Black Tiger for this the the Super Juniors that yes. year. Yes, I, I did not know that until I, I looked. I looked this up, and that is that's hilarious.
1: Yes, he weaseled his way into New Japan around this time, and then
2: yeah, it this has Wow, with, with Suzuki Gun, to so, yeah, it was quite comical too.
0: Could you imagine Nozawa in the Black Tiger get up? Oh my God!
2: He, <laughs> he actually he ended up he ended doing up it
0: in all Japan.
2: Yes.
1: Oh. oh God. About he he only stopped doing that about last year or the year before.
2: Oh yeah. He,
1: he most of his All Japan run from twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen was. Under Black Tiger. Yeah. In 2018, he wrestled 72 matches as Black Tiger in all Japan, so... Yes. Yeah. Oh, I it wasn't a very good gimmick. I remember reviewing when he was in the Black Tiger. He, 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 he didn't offer much.
0: But, yeah. uh... Wow. Oh, boy, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I think that's gonna pretty much do it on on the Nosawa Io uh, Sugi situation, and I, I think we're gonna call it a show for the for the night. Um, we we were going to cover Monkey Gate on this show uh, originally, but we're gonna save that for another show because it's such a, a crazy uh, wound up like series of events that happened that I don't even think we could do it justice. By just kind of mentioning it, mentioning it with in like a little bit on a show, it, it, it might take us a while to really delve through that one. So we might do a whole episode just on that, on that whole situation. Um, and I, I'm definitely looking forward to talking about that one. That is definitely one of the most crazy, crazy stories in Japanese wrestling history. Uh, I think is putting it lightly. <laughs> See, I, I,
1: I, oh, I want to talk about it, but like. Oh, it's one of the stories that more disgust me, more than anything like, oh, let's right. talk about cocaine, strippers and yakuza <laughs> all day long but when you start fucking uh-huh. with that like, that's, that's sort of a bit like yeah. you know right. Uh, so the people that we're going to talk about next week uh, are filthy and yeah, it's, it's a dark time in Japanese wrestling, yeah. and it's happened mm-hmm. so long ago and people that are involved, with it, I guarantee, a lot of people won't know who Rayuma is. And and,
0: and, and again, it involved a lot of uh, a lot of false bl- false blame tossed around, uh, as like as was the Nosawa and Io situation, and uh, unfortunately, so <laughs> and that's what makes the story a little more complicated than <laughs> than than it is. So. But yeah, definitely, guys, if there's anything
1: else you'd want us to cover, shoot Mm -hmm. us a tweet. Oh yeah, Uh, for sure. There's lots on the plate, but um, there was a a huge demand for Monkeygate, so that's why we thought we'd do a whole episode on that. But yeah, if there's anything else you'd want us to talk about, just hit us up. We're always available. (laughs) The, the, the good thing mm-hmm. about like having like a three three way duo a three way uh, three sort of dance on a podcast one of us are always up with the time difference so uh,
2: tweeters mm-hmm.
1: all day every day one of yes, be.
2: yes. <laughs> oh my god
0: but no thank you for listening as well This yeah. was good fun awesome I uh, really I really appreciate the, all this the positive uh, feedback and and listens that you guys have given us so far and uh, we. Are definitely looking forward to doing even more of these uh, in the the next several weeks or so. So you can find me on Twitter at LOB underscore three. And you can find the links to our podcast there on Spotify and iTunes. It's pinned as my first tweet on my Twitter. So if you want to subscribe to Pyro in the Rough. Lawrence, can I say something I've always wanted to say? Of course.
1: Give, give us five stars on iTunes. Oh, yes, is that please. Is, is, that what it,
0: is that what the cool kids say? They, they do say that. Okay, mm. cool. They absolutely yeah. do.
1: Give and us five stars yeah.
0: on iTunes on the podcast app. Thank you very much. Yeah, and give us a follow on, on uh, Spotify as well, if you have Spotify. Uh, I mean, any, any, any platform that you want to follow us on, please. Um, but, yeah, you guys plug your Twitters.
2: Yes, you can find me on Twitter at RealHero one two zero eight nine where I'm currently uploading every possible no kind on a daily basis um if you go um even on fighting YouTube of world Japan yes <laughs> comedy <laughs> oh God, uh, World Japan. Oh, what, what a fed that was.
0: <laughs> we could do a whole show on just World Japan. <laughs> oh goodness, but Isaac. Uh, Isaac wrestles. I Z
1: Z A C wrestles. Um, I'm just really, I just really want to wrestle. Hey, like, I'm getting over this. I, I want to wrestle, but I, I, I I'm. <laughs> To wrestle because quarantine and like people are gross and I don't want to touch people. Yeah. But I I miss wrestling. You it's, know, yeah, the, thing, like, the thing is now you'll just
0: come back with extra beef and like more like more muscles and stuff. Uh
1: yeah, I'll have
0: started
1: I I need a money mark. I need a sponsor. I want to start my own promotion.
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: <laughs> I might start a promotional feud with A Team or oh, Dove something. <laughs> You know, we we might we it, there might be things in the
0: works. Who knows? Who knows? Hit me up, Rivera, for that sponsorship. Yeah, bring a new Jack or something too. You know, just
2: ah, oh. new Jack. Oh god,
0: is Gypsy Joe still alive? <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure just... he's up for a tour. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's dead, Isaac. <laughs> you reckon he's up for another tour of Japan? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think his dead body will be. Oh, that's a shame.
1: i might <laughs> just. Uh the promotion's gonna be based on just like old people, like <laughs> old fifty plus at least, like, and I'm just gonna fly in like Joel Deaton
2: and fucking oh, okay.
1: like, like t- t- Tito Santana and shit. I don't know. Or Richard I'm Slater. Just, oh yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, hmm. thanks for listening. I appreciate um, appreciate y'all listening. And yeah, thanks, Lawrence. Thanks, Jamal. Yeah. You guys awesome.
0: Thank you, everybody. And uh, tune in uh, next week uh, for for our next show. Uh, and see yes. you then. Thank you. Ciao.